0: Hi, welcome to On The Daily, a podcast about finding the acoustic you. I'm your host, Danielle McCleary. I am a serial optimist and a champion of people who has long been on a search to truly see people and help you peel back all of your layers and become the most acoustic, authentic, and best version of yourself. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello on the Daily Family. This is Danielle, your host. I'm pumped about this episode. This is with a guy who has quickly rose to, I guess, what most would call Instagram stardom in the last year. His name is Eric Champ. He is super freaking inspirational, and his story is what he calls not unique but it is relatable. And that is why we wanted him on this podcast. He went from kind of partying a little too hard, making decisions he wasn't necessarily proud of, but not even seeing them as problems because he was still very much functioning to kind of having like an eight-mile moment and completely redirecting the trajectory of his life into what it is today, which is a fitness coach, a super inspirational human. He has such a relatable story that he shares very openly and vulnerably all over the internet. And I just really enjoyed having this conversation with him. I hope that if you are listening to it as well, you get the same value from the interview that I did. If you are just joining the On The Daily Family, welcome... To the family, if Eric invited you to this podcast, I'm so excited that you're here. We are so excited that you're here. None of these episodes are in sequential order, so you can always just pick one that resonates with you and just dive on in. So let's do this. I have to tell you about my new favorite CBD company. Their name is Equilibria, they are women owned. They are POC owned and they are just dope freaking humans. These girls are changing the game in my opinion for what CBD is and can be. When you order from them, you get a dosing specialist, somebody to help you learn about CBD and it's all hemp CBD. So you're not going to get high. There's no there's no hallucin- like hallucinatory THC, nothing like that in it. It is all just for wellness. And when you meet with a dosing specialist, they teach you what you should be using CBD for, when you should be taking it, how much you should be taking. And then you can also get your questions answered. So if you do have any reservations around taking CBD, maybe you have other medications you're on or other illnesses and you want to know if you know it's going to mix well. They will answer all of your questions. They have nurses, they have geniuses, scientists, all the things working with them. And so I have really been loving getting to know them. Their product is amazing. Their product packaging is so beautiful. If you do want to check them out, go to Equilibria's website, use my code Danielle on the daily at checkout. You will get 15% off your order. And tell me what you think, because I'm obsessed. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I was asked to try Organifi, which is a superfood company. And I am always down to try things that are good for me. And I have been using their red drink and their gold drink. Their red drink is all of your essential reds. Your gold drink is all of your turmeric and things that help you kind of wind down at the end of the night. I've been using them for a couple of weeks now and I've really noticed a difference. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables as it is, but having a dedicated red drink to make sure that I'm getting all of my beets and reds, raspberries, apples, all of my reds, fruits and veggies into my system very quickly. And then having a turmeric infused drink to have at night to calm me down and get my head away from any of the stress that's happening in my life. I'm obsessed with these products. I think you will be too. If you are interested in giving them a shot, head over to Organifi.com. Use my code daily for 20% off and let me know what you think. I'm loving them. So give them a shot. See if you like them too. On The Daily Family, you are in for a treat today. I have my new friend, Eric Champ with us. Hi, welcome.
1: (laughs) Hey, Danielle. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me to come on.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, it is the pleasure is entirely ours, I promise. I am so inspired by you and your journey, and I just cannot wait for everyone to hear your story. I start every episode with a clearing. So it's like, if there's anything that you need to clear before we start this episode, if there's anything I need to clear, it's basically this idea that there's lots of outside things that can kind of get in the way of being fully present. And so if any of that exists, I like to just like clear it put it into the air, and then we move on. So if there's anything you need to clear, I'll let you go first since you are the guest.
1: Yeah, no. Tell you what I'll do. I will just take, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to take four deep breaths and I'm going to hold it for five. This will be 20 seconds. You want to do it with me?
0: Yeah, I do. Let's do
1: it. This helps me come present. I'm going to take a big nasal breath. I'm going to hold it in. I'm going to do a big nasal breath for four seconds. and I'm going to hold it for five seconds. Okay.
0: If everybody's listening to this, you have to do it with us, so wherever All you right. are, even if you're driving,
1: <laughs> we'll just do a couple of these, okay? okay, okay, let's do it bit for four seconds through the nose. Hold it for five Let it out, yeah, let's take another another breath in through the nose. Hold for five. I'm good. I'm relaxed. Yeah. I'm kind of like now I'm, now I'm sitting back a little bit more. I'm good. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love
0: that. I did have things to clear, but I don't anymore. That was, that's all I needed as well. So thanks for that. Cool.
1: Yeah, thank you for wanting to clear that. I've never actually practiced that before. This is only my second podcast recording. So I've done other interviews and stuff like that. I've never actually gone through that practice before. And yeah, I imagine your schedule is as crazy, if not crazier than mine. And, and yeah, getting present to do this. Is a must, and just a million things going on in the mind. And now I'm I'm ever more focused on what's happening. So yeah, that's really cool.
0: Awesome. Well, that actually came from I'm a Lululemon ambassador, and one of the big fundamental mottos at Lululemon is is doing stuff like that, clearing, and just being fully present like in whatever it. you do. So that started from way back when, and I've kind of always carried it with me because I agree. I, I like think that. time time is such a gift, right? Like we both are busy. Everybody's busy. And if we don't give ourselves the ability to give somebody the gift of time is I think like the most precious gift. So it is absolutely essential to be fully present.
1: Yeah. I'm with that. I'm all the way down with that. Cool.
0: Sweet. (laughs) So I wanted you on here. You have one of the coolest stories maybe ever. I just, I think everything you've been through to get to who you are today, which for those of you listening, like I can always see him cause we're recording where I can see him. And like, you just stand, you sit so tall and you sit so present and you just sit in such like a confident way. And I can imagine that maybe it wasn't always like that for you. And so I would love for you to just tell everybody your story and you can start from wherever you want. You can leave out whatever you want, but just who is Eric Champ? Where has he come from? Who is he now? tell us
1: yeah <laughs> certainly not the most not even remotely close to the coolest or unique story it's not a, it's in fact it's not a unique story at all it is a good story i do like the story because it's relatable and and everyone deserves a chance at at finding their health right and so you know going back probably i'll take it back to probably high school time frame and i'll skip through quite a bit but high school, got into high school parties. The average, probably high school kid, and a little bit before high school, but it was drinking definitely to excess, you know, quite a bit, you know, again, probably pretty average for a kid who just doesn't really have a a true understanding of what's good for you or what's not good for you. And I was always, you know, this is something I never really said really too much out loud, but I was always terrified of, of never, ever, ever fitting in. So you talk to anybody who I've ever known in, in high school and they'll tell you, what the heck, champ, you know, he's, he's this class clown. He's, you know, happy-go-lucky guy. But I was always incredibly nervous, never felt like I belonged anywhere. And so because I didn't really have much to stand on or, or do, I pretty much fell for anything. And that included wanting to fit in the best I could, and that was partying. And so that led to – and I just always was able to manage it. Ended up being a probably a a B plus, A minus student in high school, decent SAT scores, et cetera, almost like a functioning alcoholic at a young kid life, right? Wow. And um, got into college but decided not to go at the last second. Got into some trouble at high school because of drinking. I was banned from all school functions at my high school.
0: That's like a impressive. That's a lot of functions.
1: Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) I was banned from all school functions and again, always trying to be like the guy, right? Yeah. The funny guy. Right. Just trying to that that was my coping mechanism because I was so fearful of so many things. And I was banned just because I just too many too much nonsense stuff. But then there was this our rival game, you know, against Bulls High School, and these first Bulls basketball. And I was like, "I'm going to this. This is like the game." And I went, drove with another guy who was also kind of banned, and and the guy who drove us there, he had some stuff in his car that he shouldn't have. And so we went to the game, and then we got kicked out of the game. I mean, within like five seconds. Yeah, I try to hide my face, right? Then the police searched his car and found some stuff. And then it was just like, then I couldn't walk at my graduation. You know, none of this. And this is high school. And so I was like, you know what? College is probably not in my card. So it was sort of a hasty decision. Coast Guard or Marines. I almost went to the Coast Guard, but I decided to go to the Marines. I'm not 100% sure why I did. I really actually like the idea of going to the Coast Guard, you know, doing like a job, right? Actually, like, like police and firefighting on water you know, it's kind of what I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But when Marines instead, and went through boot camp, all that happened was, I just was a, a scrawny kid in high school and essentially just got fitter. But those drinking, partying, still who I was, all that was still with me. Yeah, none of that changed even through that. You'd think something like that would change a person quite a bit, especially the experiences that you experience while you're in the military. And And it only escalated. And then, of course, when I turned 21, then it became legal. And, you know, just I became the the master partier. And it was stationed in Hawaii. uh, Some places, I don't know what it's like where you're at. And I know Miami, some places, the bars don't close till 4 a.m.
0: 4 a.m., yeah. I know that about Hawaii. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, 4 a.m. And where we always went on the weekends is, uh, you know, a touristy town called Waikiki. And then right outside of Honolulu, where you, you'd fly into if you're going to the island of Hawaii, which is about 30 minutes from Marine Corps Base Hawaii. And so you kind of know where maybe this is going. I mean, it would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, 4 a.m., last call, race all the way back to base, getting barely at, for a 5 a.m. run right? And we're yeah. wearing our tiny, tiny little green shorts and green shirt. And, and somehow, some way going from that to all of a sudden running crazy miles and, and the Marines up and down Hawaii mountains is, uh, but it was like, that's, I got used to that. So now yeah. I'm like, a, like an ultra high efficient party. Or like, I could do anything. And so then I left, left the Marines. I ended up having stress fractures in all my metatarsals and I tried to heal them I I really wanted to stay in I, I was enjoying I was on a a path to become pilot that's what I want to do long term so I left and I was going through I was in college and all of a sudden the, like the marine corps conditioning stopped and I just continued to you know so this is like 2004 time frame continued just to to have somewhat of a of a gym fitness life at that point, but now I'm in college, right? And a little bit more respectful, best decision ever doing the Marines. I got so much more out of college because of that age gap difference. Again, all of those bad habits of partying like a crazy animal from high school intensified in the Marines, in college, like to the stratosphere, but the structure of the Marines was gone. I'm now in, in college, and it's just like, who knows what could happen at that point? And
0: yeah, you're like broken loose at that point.
1: Broken loose. Yeah. Yeah. And tried to remain as fit as I could because I was still going to this thing called officer candidate school in the summers at college because I wanted to be a pilot. And I had to stop my, between my junior and senior year of college because of the metatarsals thing. And so then college is done. And then I start, and then it's like, all right, no Marines, no college. Now it's corporate life. And I get into the elevator business. I I started selling elevators to general contractors to put in the buildings that you use every single day, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I worked for, started out at a company called Krupp. worked for another company called Otis, some of the big companies, you know, worldwide. My job responsibilities increased. Again, all my partying stuff just still carried with me. Like, I mean, just a maniac. And now I'm starting to get a little bit older and and less time. And I'm traveling now. My last job up and down Canada to Miami, all over the United States, traveled four weeks out of the month. And then I'd come home and work from home for a week. And I'd come home for the weekends. And so, and I loved that job. It was an awesome job. I really felt like I was good at it. But it was, it was a lot of networking. And I had, had no idea how unhealthy I had gotten up to this point. And so, this is like, I'm 36 years old and just finished a meeting. And I'm on, on a connecting flight coming home on a Friday. And I get a call from my boss and HR. It's like, hey, we got to let you go. And so I was performing really well. I've never had a job where I wasn't performing like at the highest level in terms of their metrics.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And so that was like, that's what kind of kept me going. It's like, well, I'm functioning very well. I'm doing awesome. Yeah,
0: like I don't have an issue because I have a job and I'm doing well. Like,
1: yeah, never hit rock bottom sort of thing got let go. It was a small team of us. It was four of us, got let go. And I was just like, you know what? It's just, I'm just going to just, this was like around April timeframe. I'm going to just take the summer off. People are calling, they want to hire me. I'm just going to take the summer off, reconnect with the family. We have a little one. And you know that was like where the wheels started to kind of start to click. And one day I'm trying on a pair of Slacks size 38 Pants is always had them like professionally hemmed and everything, and I just wanted them. I I hate uncomfortable pants, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, and I crept up from a thirty-two without even really noticing it to a thirty-eight, and I'm putting on these thirty-eights, and and it's not like the biggest size in the in the world or anything like that, right? For a male, you know. But I'm putting them on. I just had them, just got them, and they're too tight, like way too tight. And I was like, dang, I just you know these two hundred dollars for me that's expensive, pair of pants and Yeah. At that moment, I never looked in the mirror at this time, never, for lots of reasons, not just physically, like I knew something was happening, but mainly mentally, I was afraid of myself, I never knew who I was. I've had this pretty much just like facade around, probably as as long as I can remember. And so like, I've just kept building these like, shields and these walls and these all these things like protect myself from anything that could come in. Mostly to protect myself from myself, so I never looked never looked in the mirror because I knew. it. But this day, I don't know what it was like. Caught myself looking in the mirror, Danielle it was like the the ultimate showdown.
0: You had that Eminem eight mile moment where you're just looking at yourself, like, what is going on?
1: Yeah, you know what? Actually, yeah, and that moment could have been an hour. It could have been two seconds. But it was waterworks. I mean, I'm starting to like really, really realize. And, and in that journey that I just described, I mean, <laughs> I glossed over, we can go back into the detail, but I glossed over all the stuff that happened, the bad stuff that happened in that time period that I always felt like, hey, I'm still doing okay. I'm still functioning awesome. You know what? All will be well. I'll make it work, right? Right. And these things are, are creeping up and now it's just like it's intense it's like i mean i'm feeling my body's on fire i'm not sure if there was like a key or something that that just literally unlocks like some fascia or something was raging inside and um that was sort of it you know i i put on a pair of 10,000 shorts that i saw some ripped dude wearing in in an advertisement and yeah. went to that barely fit but i'm like you know, just, I mean, it looks like biking shorts. They're not meant to be biking shorts, you know, but they are, but I get, I somehow managed to get in them and I go to the YMCA and I walk a mile on the treadmill on decline. So I can, couldn't keep up a mile on flat. Yeah, I went back to that, that building damn near every single day for a year and a half, same time, almost it was between two YMCA's and, not necessarily to to exercise, but just to hold myself to being in that building, uh, surrounding myself with awesome people, especially the Town Lake YMCA, which is actually where I'm at right now. Uh, Town Lake YMCA, Austin, Texas. Great community here, and I learned a ton just being in the building, surrounding myself with these awesome people. Um, and that was it, you know. So if I knew if I was in that building, better things would happen to me than than not, yeah, and that's sort of the over architecture of, of the journey. What what got me here, but but really, you look back at it, it's. And I'm still doing a lot of child work, where like my inner child talking yeah. to professionals, yeah. therapists yeah. about unlocking some stuff, like early, early, early on. I'm I mean, literally in the in the process of it right now, as to why I felt or feel. To a certain extent, still, like not ever knowing who I was and what I wanted to be, and the trauma that's associated with some stuff in, in the early past, and what that how that led me to be that scared kid in high school mm-hmm. to then carrying trying to fit in and party, and that's my coping mechanism. And that just escalated all throughout up until that day, in I was 36, you know. And it wasn't just like a, a light switch, it took me like I'd say eight months for sure to where I felt like things were, were kind of getting, getting better. A year into it, I felt really good. Yeah. And then physical changes came pretty early on about a year or so and some change.
0: One of the, the things that you said, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. I love that story. And I think you're right. It's, it's not the most unique, but it is relatable. And I think more people go through what you've gone through than are Willing to admit, I did an episode on this podcast a few months ago with my friend Shea Boland, who actually also lives in Austin, Texas. Ironically, oh, cool. Most of like the best people I know do live in Austin. We're moving to Austin in a year, so like I absolutely, oh my gosh,
1: love yeah. Austin, Texas. So awesome!
0: I mean, I'll be there in a few weeks. But he grew up with like he got into drugs and alcohol and all the things, and has had a very beautiful journey as well. And one of the things he said, which is kind of what you're saying, is the drinking was never the problem it was the solution yeah to something some trauma that had happened right and i think one thing we forget as humans is wherever we go we have to take ourselves with us and we got to be good with us right so it's it's just really cool to hear you say like i'm still on that journey because Yeah. I mean, you've clearly gone through a lot of physical changes. You've clearly gone through a lot of work. You've clearly done, you've done the work, right. To get to who you are today and there's a journey still happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There will always be a journey, you know, Yeah. and that's really cool. I, you know, I think I've actually, someone else has that pointed me out to one of your your prior guests. Shane. Yeah. Shane. Yeah. I have to dig into it because I think I've heard of his story before as well. Especially if he's here in Austin, we
0: mm-hmm. should for
1: sure connect. But yeah, you should. Then when you come, when the time allows, especially when you move here, move here, I'm sure there'll be some some meetups.
0: I would love. I mean, we'll that. be in
1: a different. Yes. We'll be in a different world.
0: Oh my gosh! Right. A year from
1: now, you know. <laughs> I know. Every, it's so every crazy. week is a new world.
0: <laughs> every week, <laughs> you know? I know. I'm like, what are every we doing week. now? What are the rules? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. A brave new world. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I want to know. You know, you're here now. And you've learned what you've learned. you do fitness coaching and stuff now, and I assume maybe this isn't a bad assumption, but I assume you don't drink anymore.
1: well, actually, I have developed a miraculously a favorable relationship, but it's it's ultra rare it's like every kind of six months yeah. sort of thing believe it or not awesome. it's it's been able I've uh, been able to work and just lucky I suppose yeah,
0: you know? well, lucky, but you've also you've done the work to earn that as well. You know, I think I think we're really quick to be like I'm just really lucky, but yes, you're lucky. And figuring out like who you really really are is some of the deepest work we do as humans.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I tried quitting and reducing and all the things for the longest time. And then when my journey intensified, I tried for the longest time. And restriction and cutting things off just does not work with me. Yeah. And finally, I walked it back, and I call it the walk it back method. In fact, I I've written about it a few times, and of course, some social media channels, and I guess maybe some other places. And, and people have reached out to me like, "Hey, where do I find this walk it back method?" Like, as it's like a like a scientific, <laughs> peer reviewed sort of like thing yeah. that I've been doing. It's just something that I just made up, right? Because that's kind of yeah. what it is and it's darn near mathematical, right? And and it ended up working out for me. You know, where just like I slowly reduced alcohol consumption over time. And now it's now the beauty is is being able to not just do weekends, of course, you know, but for me personally, but doing Austin City Limit music festivals, right? Which yeah. is like the mecca of drinking, right? And just yeah, that kind of yeah. You know, being able to be in those environments and not only enjoy it to the best where like me personally can enjoy it, but like infinitely more and wake up Monday morning ready to smash a workout because it was yeah. just a good time and it yeah. wasn't, you know, meant for party and stuff like that. But the real true test, in my opinion, if you're trying to either reduce or eliminate, you know, some of your drug and alcohol consumption altogether is the guy's strips. That's more than, in my opinion, because... Especially if it's a trip with, and same thing with with ladies. Especially if it's a trip yeah. with like your high school, wherever that whoever that click is of, just we're like, it's just like instantaneous. You're back kind yeah, of thing to yeah. you know. And if it's like a camping trip or snowboarding trip or whatever, and you do it with those people and not go back to your old habits, that's the ultimate test. That's the ultimate test. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah that's such yeah. a good
0: point. So you now have a pretty cool, like health philosophy and food philosophy and fitness philosophy. I'd love, I'd love for you to yeah. tell us about it. Cause I mean, obviously I follow it on Instagram, but I think you can explain it way better than I can.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, the fact that you do the workouts in your backyard, some of them anyways, is, is just a, I, you know, when people tell me that to me, it's still the craziest thing in the world that yeah, people are doing these things, They're actually doing them, you know, and it's just, it just, that hasn't. I haven't come to grips with that as being a reality.
0: People everywhere are like doing your workouts.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, and yeah. When it comes to nutrition, to me it's it's a Whole Foods eliminate as as many processed foods as possible, and that's it. It's ultra, there's no diets, there's no restrictions, there's none of that. And when folks come into the to the coaching program, and it's You know, it started out as, as fitness, you know, it actually started out with, after I made this journey, I was like, okay, there's, you know, now I'm, you know, 37, almost 38 years old, lost all this weight, made all these changes. People have got to feel this, right? They got to feel what I feel. I'm like, yeah, how can I do yeah. that? I didn't want to work in the YMCA or, you know, as a personal trainer, you know, it's like, how can I do it different? Yeah. So I got this mobile gym on wheels, right? The thing that's parked and the. experience. <laughs> It's really cool. It unfolds like a transformer and this gym just like comes out, right? Squat it's racks so, unfold. It's so
0: rad. It's, so it's awesome.
1: Yeah. And so I get this thing. I outfit it. I got all of this equipment and I'm driving, flying all over the city. I have clients that's working good training at their homes, training at businesses, bringing the gym to them. And I wanted to test the market to see if there was a market, if people would do that. And there was, and things were going really good. And that was actually happening for just three or four months, and then, you know, two weeks to stop the spread. Yeah. And I'm like, like, yeah, two weeks to stop the spread. So I was like, and I was tired, even with my boundless energy, you know, with my own training, but towing this thing around all over the place, training people, breaking the gym down three or four times a day. I was exhausted, right? And so I was like, okay, this is going to be like downtime for me. And to just kind of let my body rest, I park it in the driveway to start training folks yeah. with this gym. You know, and that was the whole idea. I, I want folks to, to feel what I'm feeling. So I'm, and then COVID descends upon us all. And like all fitness pros out there had to pivot. That's when I doubled down on, on Instagram at that time yeah, in March. Had, I was knocking on the door of 10,000 followers there on Instagram and just started doing basic workouts, stuff that's, that's not – necessarily too out there. This is stuff that that's a little bit of effort. Most people could do these exercises. And so people are asking me, it's like, well, do you have any online programs? I have no idea what that was or had a platform for it or, or anything like that. And I got one client and figured out how to do online training. And he was like my Jerry Maguire and gave him everything him yeah. the program. And we got good results. And, and looking back is pretty crappy then, you know? Yeah. Uh, but still, it, it worked really well for him. Wrote a good review. And the next thing you know, I started picking up folks, now coaching folks all over the world. That's uh, so Clients cool. in Australia, Germany. I mean, that's one of my favorite times of the day. If you can't get a hold of me during 12 and 3, Monday through Friday, that's, that's the time I reserved, blocked out completely to chat with people who are in the program. And I love talking to folks in Germany, in the the UK and somewhere in the Persian Gulf, Australia, all over the place. And it's just awesome. You know, and yeah. like as I became more open and vulnerable and actually sharing a little bit more of the details, my story, then that came another wave, people wanting to reach out and relatability and and now it's sort of morphed into more of I don't want to say full blown life coaching, but it is it is more of that than, than just fitness. And that's what we focus on. And it's all about habits. You know, so that's the philosophy. It's all It's all rooted in habits. It's all about optimizing your environment, optimizing your process. If you haven't read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I'm sure it's right there. There it is. That should be standard reading.
0: Standard reading for everyone.
1: At the high school level. Yeah, it should. You follow that book and implement the procedures in there. Or really, like what it's all about. What he, what he comes down to saying, anything's possible at that point, right? And so between that and terms of of nutrition, it's all about just coaching. Hey, we're gonna bring you know, there's no shortcuts. It's just we're gonna bring in as much real foods as we possibly can. And there are different tiers of processed foods, right? I mean, there's highly processed. You know, I talk about no processed foods all the time, but I'm still eating processed foods.
0: Yeah. If you live in America, you're eating processed food in some capacity. In some capacity, yeah. And so I just try to eliminate it as,
1: as much as possible. And I tend to think if it has five or less ingredients, I'm definitely okay with it as long as I agree with the first ingredient. And usually probably definitely okay with it to 10 ingredients. And then outside of that, I just question it. You know, I'm just like, okay, like, where is it coming from? What is it? What are the actual ingredients? Then it's crazy. Then it's probably off the table. Yeah. So a lot of folks come to me and it's like, I must get 50 messages at least a week. I'm crushing my Peloton seven days a week. I know I'm in a deficit, like I'm eating 1200 calories a day. Why am I not losing weight kind of thing? And right. we start doing all the back end stuff and they're just not in a position anymore to be bringing their body in such a, a low energy deficit, right? I mean, their disparity of, of how much energy they're burning compared to their metabolic adaptation is crazy. They're, they twenty 23 year olds in the program coming in with metabolism of, of a 40 year old. Yeah. And it's just, you know, because of chronically under eating for so long, and
0: their body is know. literally thinking it's starved all the time. Yeah, It's like yeah. in a state of famine all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, your body, saying San Daniel, like, we're not sure when this next turkey slice is coming, you know, so we're going to feed off of this one turkey slice you gave us three days ago for the next like, you know, two weeks. Right. And that's just not healthy, right? And so these people come to me all the time. Yeah. Wanting to kind of fix their concerns and and it's just sometimes it's a shock. It's like, sorry guys, like we're not in weight loss mode right now. We're in getting healthy mode. We're gonna start eating the right amount of calories, a good, well balanced diet, and Let's start to feel optimized again, right? And then they're a little disappointed at first, right? Because, you know, they're not going to get, lose that 10, 15 that they wanted to, that they had their heart set on for the spring break chip or whatnot. But long-term, they're so much better for it.
0: Right. Long-term, feeling better, right? Like waking up yeah. every day with energy, waking up without gut issues, waking up yeah. the way that you feel. I mean, I think it's so crazy because I work in the wellness space as well and it it's wild to me that so many people think it's normal to feel shitty all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of people that think it's normal to be tired or normal to like for women to their, their cycle to be off or to have bad skin or, you know, whatever it is. And it's, it's so refreshing to hear you say like, it's not about restricting. It's not about like cutting your diet down to no calories. It's about abundance. Actually, it's about abundance and treating your body the way that it like really, really needs to be treated.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm more convinced now than I've ever been before that our gut, our gut microbiome plays maybe the leading role, maybe more so than even our experiences that are happening in our brain. Then oh, yeah. of how we feel, you know, totally our optimization. Yeah. You know, I've done some IG lives with, you know, lately with a couple gut health experts, and we're just scratching the surface in terms yeah. of what we know about potentially what's happening there. And so,
0: like most of the serotonin production in our body oh is in our gut. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the, it, I always call it like, the way that I explain it to people is think about like your car, right? You can drive it really great. You can get it washed all the time. You can keep it under a cover and like never take it out in the snow. And that's all great. But if you're not getting an oil change every once in a while, then yeah. your car's not going to work at the end of the day. Right. Like it's, it's going it's to break down.
1: Yeah. Now you're exactly right. Yeah. I like that analogy. I have to use it sometime. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. You know, yeah. <laughs> I heard that one of those doctors saying that there's, there's more bacteria in our gut than there are cells in our body. Yeah. Which is kind of with the cells is what really makes us, us,
0: yeah. you yeah. know?
1: So there's more of something else than us in our mm-hmm. own bodies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of hearing that. And I was like, I was like wow, wow. I think about it from like a metaphysical standpoint. It's like, that's kind of crazy. You know, it only makes sense. Totally. And, I just want people to, just like you said, when folks think that it's normal to feel that whatever it is that they're feeling, because everyone else is, or the people that they're surrounding with is, they don't know any better. That's why I'm so passionate about trying to spread the message that it's not complicated. It's it's just real food, basic exercise, get your step count up, eliminate processed foods, Right. and, and all will be well.
0: Yeah seems like you're really in a place in your life where you are adding an extreme amount of value to people. And you said in the beginning that, you know, you came from this this headspace of not fitting in or not knowing who you were. I'm going to ask you this and you can answer it or not answer it, but do you feel like through this work that you've found that you figure out like what your purpose is and why you're here and like who you are through this work because it seems like it seems like you have. I mean, you you said that your Instagram was 10,000 before the pandemic. And what is it now? Like 130,000. So clearly something has clicked. Not that Instagram followers are like a metric for how well we're doing. But you yeah. know, you've you've definitely... relatability probably. Yeah, yeah you've definitely yeah. found something. So where are you now on that path of like, do you know who you are now, do you think?
1: Well, I'm still knocking on that door. I know what I am supposed to be doing. The mother who raised me, amazing angelic woman passed when I was darn near at my unhealthiest time period in my life and I would have done things differently not with her health decisions but just with how I approached her last time I would have done things differently she's passed and then my biological mother who I never knew my whole life never met her first time I met her was in her coffin and but learning on that trip to go see her laying in, in the coffin, you know, talking with some of her like extended and estranged family, medical records. There's a lot there that I am relaying this information to my therapists and professionals who I work with, so we continue to figure out what had happened in the past and and what was imprinted and figuring out you know who I am, but. Definitely, I know what I'm meant to be doing, what I want to be doing forever. And I definitely know that there's the version of me right now is the version that needed to be here you know, for a long time, especially when I got into serious commitments with you know, having a child, marriage. And, and that's why I say, you know, so one of my, there's a few messages that, that ring pretty consistent that I try to spread is, of course, the never it's never too late message. You know, I like to say motivation is overrated, which I got from James Clear. Because you're always told having a child is the the change for everything, right? All of a sudden you're you're a different person, right? You're now you're you're just super dad, super human, super mom. That could not be further from the truth. And that message needs to be spread that who you were one minute before that child was born and who you were one minute after that, you're the same person. And if you're an awesome person with with good habits, and you know, healthy, that's going to be you. If you have bad habits, and if you're drinking to crazy excess on, like, yeah, you're that person still. And that's why I believe, for that exact reason is why I believe motivation is overrated. Because that should be like a dad's most motivating factor on the planet Earth, when you have human being to take care of, yeah. And I was still doing the worst stuff to my body. Was not a great husband, even remotely close. It's terrible. I don't want to say the worst, because it never got to the worst. But knocking on that door, and same thing as as far as my dad responsibilities. I mean vacations. Just, I mean, 10 a.m. I'd be sitting, you know, on a family vacation. I'd be in a pool, ten claws down, watching our little one right next to me. You know, while the wife is is either getting some towels or something, right, or maybe in the room. Like I'm, like at that point, could be the sole responsible caretaker of. You know, here I am, right, and that is not okay, right? To the point where, I mean, child services could have been called on me right mm-hmm. and because of my irresponsibility all resulted from never understanding who i was not having good habits not taking care of myself you know never addressing the problem and I'm always just trying to just feel better at yeah. that time you know i mean that's when people are in that position the worst of all is like i i didn't even know it up until that moment when i saw myself in the mirror i didn't know you know, just like over your head. Well. Yeah. yeah. I'm still performing. Yeah. So
0: it's interesting. I mean, when you say that out loud, you sit here now and you say that stuff out loud. Is that easy to say out loud? Is that hard to say out loud? I mean, you're clearly brave and you know, you're brave, but you also, you say it in a way that you've accepted and now are moving forward. Is that yeah how you feel about it
1: it's how i feel about it now it took me a long time to accept that which is hence the reason why i feel comfortable talking about it through social channels because just want to relate to that, that one person that needs to hear something that mm-hmm. needs that mirror moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's 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 hard but i've totally accepted it and i've finally acknowledged that you know one day she's she's going to listen to this or see that or and understand, but hopefully she sees uh please she sees her dad like doing the next best thing. You know, one of the uh coolest things that I've done is when Annabelle was um what's her name? Annabelle, try not to say it very often on, on social channels, you know, but her name's Annabelle, a vivacious five year old soon to be six, going on twenty. And I created a an email account for her when she was born and I've been writing to her journaling to her on a very consistent basis. Everything from little moments we, you know, she said something funny in a park to life altering moments. Like when, when my mom passed and like how it related specifically to her and she's going to get the, the arc of, my timeline because that was six years ago, and she's now. You know what I'm writing now is is different from what I've written before, but our experiences are pretty consistent together as far as what her strength is for me. And you know, when she turns eighteen, I'll, I'll give her the password. You know, and she'll have a she'll have this whole file. You know, of that uh, is
0: so cool. My son is also five. Oh, cool! Yeah, his name's Owen. He is yeah. also he well he t- if you ask him how old he is he tells you he's 35. So I don't <laughs> actually know. I don't actually know how old he is. I don't know what life he's thinking of. I don't know like where he came from. And it's it's so interesting our stories are similar in this way. My my dad passed in January of this year. And this guy was like my best friend, like my dad's my soulmate, one of the best men I've ever known my son and him were very, very close. And so it's been a heartbreaking and inspiring journey watching Owen go through that. But mostly of what I wanted to say was my dad was a type one diabetic since he was seven. He grew up in the age of diabetics where it was, oh, you have low blood sugar, just eat a Snickers and then more candy and then more fruit juice and all this sugar and then become so addicted to sugar that you start just eating like crap, for everything. And then you become so insulin immune because you've now gotten your body into this habit of just taking so much insulin. So what would take a normal person, 10, like three units to go down like a 200 points on the blood sugar scale takes my dad 40, right? I mean, my dad's body was so inflamed. He had heart disease. He had liver issues, kidney issues. I mean, edema everywhere. It was just, one problem after another and it was it was so frustrating and it's like something i'm still working on and probably will for a while is like not being able to fix it and trying so hard to get him to take care of his, himself and trying so hard to get him to exercise because he he was like a third degree black belt like played football used to be a really fit guy i mean some of the best memories i have from when i was a kid is like him taking us bike riding in santa barbara I'm, i live in los angeles and it's crazy that now it's like I couldn't fix it. And then he made his choices. But I think you nailed it. I think that's why I chose to work in the wellness space. Because if I can help one person not experience... My dad was 64. He saved everything. He was like, oh, when I retire, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And And he worked so hard. He was a CFO, like just worked so hard, stressed out all the time, Ate like crap, but like saved everything and he was going to retire. And then he died at 64. He didn't get to retire. And so it's just like, it's been a really hard thing for me. And like, you're still working on yours. It's like, I'll be working on this forever because I'm not good at things I can't fix. Like I'm a fixer. And the choices I make to my son, and I partly I'm like the why the reason I take care of myself and the reason I'm not you know it's hard, I think you can probably agree to this, like being a parent in this day and age when so many kids are eating, and I think the pendulum is swinging back, but kids just like get all this sugar all the time and they're being fed just crap, and of course, yeah. like I'm the parent that's like, no, we're not eating that, and it's like I just hope that all I can do is hope that he's going to realize that I do this because I don't want him to end up like Papa, you know? And I, it's just such a, when it hits home that, that hard, you're kind of just like, yeah, if I can help one person never go through this. Yeah.
1: Gosh, thanks for sharing that. Owen. yeah. I mean, he's certainly, he got that during his formative years, I'm sure he's had some good time with your dad. That's going to be hard. You know, I coach several type ones. And it's one of the greatest honors in my professional life when they're kicking ass and and not, not have to be so re- reliant on insulin. And I got off a call with with one guy just a little bit ago, and I mean, exercise and and, <laughs> and a healthy whole foods diet, you know, yeah. and that's yeah. that's a giving giving yourself at least a fighting chance, you know, yeah. to to be healthy.
0: Yeah. So I have one more question for you. I want to be mindful of your time. This podcast, it really the whole the whole premise of it is just helping people to find their acoustic self is what I call it, like the most authentic version of them, whatever that is. So I want to know. Like thanks. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it came from this idea. I mean, I grew up dancing as well. So it's like the acoustic version, right? I it's the most broken down without all the extras, without all the stuff. Like who are you when you're, when the lights are off, right? Who are you when you're like alone on that stage with an acoustic guitar and it's just you and the music. So I want to know where in your life, I guess, do you feel the most acoustic or how do you, how is, how is acoustic showing up for you the most right now?
1: Probably when, you know, I'm I'm early riser. Uh, I try to get to bed relatively good time. One of the best habits I ever built for myself during the journey was I get up, I grab my water, put on my gym stuff, and I go right outside. And in Texas, you know, we could pretty much do this almost year round. And I sit right in front of my ivy wall, and I stick my feet in the earth, and I just earth for usually 10 to 15 minutes, first thing in the morning. And I'm setting my intentions for the day, thinking through exactly w- what I want to do what are the top three things? what's going to go wrong? And I do this every single morning, and then at that time, I'm feeling the earth is at least where we live is waking up at the same time that I'm waking up, and I'm already at hundred and ten percent energy at that time point, like there's I mean I'm instantly energized in the morning. I'm doing this all all before checking social media, phone, emails, nothing. It's I have twenty minute rule before I look at anything. But in that ten to fifteen minutes, oftentimes I'm really kind of seeping even further into myself, whether I know it or not, because it's quiet. Nobody is usually and this is between five and five fifteen. If you're in Austin, Texas and on the east side, come find me at my house. I'll be right there every single day. Come join me. And that's probably when I feel Right there, the, the most at peace, there's nothing there, right, no work, just got a good night's sleep, no kiddo running around like like crazy, don't have to like rush to get food prep, lunch, and all that. They' are good lights, but you know yeah. that's fine. We'll be intimate here. we can see you. we're good this is the acoustic part yeah <laughs> and and yeah, so it's probably that on an every day, yeah basis for sure have you,
0: you know? um have you read Miracle morning and Miracle I have Lafayette? not.
1: No, I feel like you'd really like it.
0: Yeah, it's by Hal Elrod. Oh, he wrote the Miracle Morning and the Miracle Equation. I feel like okay. he would really, really resonate with those books because awesome. he really does teach you about the Miracle Morning, and it's very similar to what you do already. But there's like a whole scientific reason for it, and it's really, really, really fascinating. So
1: the Miracle Morning,
0: yeah, All right. Miracle Morning, and then Miracle Equation, yeah, yeah.
1: So there's two by the same author.
0: Yeah, Hal Elrod.
1: Okay. Do they need to be read sequentially, or one before the other?
0: I say read how, Miracle Morning first because okay. he does talk about it in Miracle Equation.
1: Okay, yeah. So I'll go with that one first. Every yeah. now and then, I'll I'll pick an audio book. I did it with Atomic Habits. I did you know done it with a few and and I'll and I'll detail like how I feel about it through the stories and, and Instagram and and relate it out. So yeah, I like it's finding good the, the good books out there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I will check that out.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I want you to plug yourself. If I'm listening to this right now and I just like need to work with Eric Champ, where can I find you? (laughs) How can I get a hold of you? Tell me all the things. Hey,
1: I'll just keep it real simple. Just come find me on Instagram at Champ City ATX. Champ is my last name. I just thought the city would be an alliteration. I would have just kept at Champ City, but some guy with one follower has it. And so I'm working on getting that, but I don't know. I've had ATX now for a while. So, Champ City ATX, you can find me there. Send me a direct message. Believe it or not, I actually monitor those very closely and I try to respond to them all. You know, I like can. Now I have some people helping me. So, if you need anything at all, just send me a message there. Or you could, I guess, go to my website, champcity.com. But come to Instagrams, come say hello. I'm friendly. I try to engage as much as possible and I'm always giving out as much advice as I possibly can that might help Case out. So, that's the plug.
0: <laughs> My friend, you are really, really good at what you do. I think it's so cool to hear that you're still on this journey. And it's so cool to hear like how relatable it is. You, know, you can be almost an entirely different human than you were a year ago and still be very much in the thick of your journey. And I really love the way that you share that so openly and honestly. I normally finish these episodes with a game of quick fire, but I actually... Ooh. I would actually like to end this one the way that we started it with those breaths. If that is, let's do it. I think, I don't know. That was so cool. And it's just, you know, it's a a good reminder to just like stop for a minute and just breathe and allow yourself to just be right.
1: Yeah. You want to lead it? You want me to lead it?
0: You lead it. Take us through it one more time before I let you go.
1: All right. We'll do, we'll do two rounds of it. Okay. It's just, we're going to take in, Matter of fact, we could do alternate nasal breathing this time. Okay. Let's do it. We're gonna plug our left nostril, okay, with our finger, and we're gonna take in a breath, okay? A deep breath through the right nostril. We're gonna we're gonna take it in for four, and we'll hold it for five or six seconds, and then we're gonna switch, okay? And do the same process and we'll let it out, okay? I'll guide you through it. So we've got this one go and take it in for four. Hold it. Close the other nostril, let it out. Okay, now we're gonna take a breath in now through the left nostril, four seconds. Hold it, plug it, plug the other side, let it out. Alternate nasal breathing is one of the most powerful Tools you can do out there for stress relief.
0: It's so powerful. I also realize every time that someday I'm probably going to need a nose job because a deviated symptom is a real thing.
1: <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yep. Yep.
0: Every time I'm like, oh, I can't really breathe through that nose. Weird.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you, at least you got the one side. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you again. I so appreciate you coming on here. Your story is so cool. And it's just been an absolute joy to talk to you today.
1: It's a true honor being on here. Thank you for, for inviting me and we'll talk soon.
0: Yeah, we're going to reach out when we're in Austin. We'll hang out.
1: Sounds good. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Annabelle and Owen can talk about life as a oh six year old that, that would
1: be awesome. That's, that sounds like a perfect, whatever you call that, mommy or yeah. child date,
0: whatever that's called. Yeah, sounds right. Fun. A little like little play date. Play date. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right, Eric. Have a good day. <laughs> See ya. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Upstarter Pods Network. Obviously, it takes a village to create a podcast. And if you have a podcast or if you are looking to start a podcast, maybe you just need some coaching and some advice. Go check them out. Email chase at upstarterpods.com or you can slide into their DMs at upstarterpods on Instagram. Get your questions answered. Let them know I sent you. I'm pretty into that guy. I think his story is just what he says. It's relatable. And I had no idea how much we had in common. I'm sure we could do like a whole other podcast episode on our kids alone. So I hope you enjoyed that. Come find me and tell me what you loved about it. Tell me what you dug, what you didn't dig, if there's anything that you want more of, I am at Danielle underscore on the daily. And I would love, love, love to hear your feedback from that episode. If you have any questions for Eric, like he said, you can go find him at Champ City. That's C-H-A-M-P City, C-I-T-Y-A-T-X on Instagram. Slide into his DMs, ask him questions about the episode. He is super freaking friendly and answers. He wasn't kidding. He answers pretty much everyone. So definitely ask all the questions, let us know what you thought, and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did because it was freaking rad. As always, we have episodes every Tuesday and Friday. So next episode will be this Friday and it'll be a solo episode with yours truly. And if you are just joining the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, right? Send this episode to somebody who needs it. Podcasting is such a word of mouth business and we can bring this platform to more people if you share it with more people. So share it with your friends. Make sure you're subscribed. Give us a rating. Write us a review. If you are on Apple Podcasts, which is where a lot of podcasters get their metrics and their analytics from don't forget to give a rating. We love a five-star rating, obviously. And don't forget to write a review. And then like I said, I'm at Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast is at on the daily pod. Slide into the DMs. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you want more of. If you are a guest that we need to hear from, if you know a guest we need to hear from, we love that stuff. So, Or just say hi. I love making new friends via the interwebs. Until Friday, I hope you have the day that you need and we will see you soon.